0: Where's, Where's Larry? I thought he's always here.
1: Shoot, he's, have, you haven't seen him?
0: No. How about you?
1: Oh, well, uh, what are we going to do?
0: I don't know. Um,
1: oh, hey, excuse me. Um, could you give us a hand over here?
0: Yeah. Hey, read this. Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Oh, that dude is good. He is good. Wow. Boy, that was... Man, okay. Sir,
1: we welcome you to our campfire.
0: Absolutely. And we welcome all of you to our campfire. We
1: certainly do.
0: We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips tricks
1: and discounts
0: absolutely i wanted to talk about a couple of things i saw on our village and first of all what in the world is our village <laughs> well just go to our episode number 24 and we uh we talk with curtis coleman from our village about what it is that's um, right but basically it's a social network for our and if you're not there go there it's free and it's Pretty darn cool.
1: Go hang out.
0: Yeah, so there's all kinds of groups and just it's it, it's quite a thing. So look, uh, we'll put a link in our show notes to our, our episode number 24. But uh, it's uh it's a cool thing and a couple of things I saw over at our village included somebody. You know, if you have your glasses or cups. And they're kind of rattling around and possibly even breaking or flying out of the cabinet when you get to where you're going uh, somebody took an inexpensive cutting board and made a kind of a glass holder right. out of it
1: sort of a rack for the glasses so that each each glass has its own hole that it can live in so they don't bounce around while you're traveling down the road yeah
0: it's like and I think they said it's like a four dollar piece of cutting board plastic yeah so pretty cool. And then, as you can tell, I've spent a lot of time on Our Village this week. <laughs> I also saw a really cool kind of drying rack that you can attach to your ladder on the back when you're, again, when you get to where you're going. Yeah. Or you can hang over a door.
1: Right. And it's really cool. It's, it's got some bars on it so you can hang different things on it and fold it up when you're done.
0: Yeah. I, I thought those things were cool. So a couple of st- Things I saw over on our village.
1: That's
0: right. And if you're not a member, join over there. That's another cool way to whittle away the time
1: <laughs> while we're
0: not on the road. Although a lot of places are opening back up. we are starting
1: to open. Yeah, That's we're, right. We're
0: getting back on the road.
1: And you know what has pretty much remained open the whole time? Our Harvest Host locations.
0: Yes. Uh, Harvest Host is a great way to find all kinds of beautiful places to go farms breweries wineries uh, railroad destinations golf courses all all kinds of stuff and uh, most of those have stayed open for our viewers during this entire time
1: maybe not i don't know about the golf courses but anyway the farms and such like that because they're still working away so Um, If you're just dying to get out there, maybe check out Harvest Hosts and see if you can find a location destination.
0: And uh, we interviewed Joel Holland from Harvest Host too, so we'll put a link to that episode, but we have a discount for you off your Harvest Host membership, and it's it's really neat how this works. You pay an annual fee to Harvest Host to help with getting all these hosts, and they're getting an average of two new hosts a day. They're over a thousand places to stay, so you pay an annual fee, which we give you a discount to with a link on our website, and from there, there There's no cost to stay at all these different cool Instagram-worthy places. Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: So go check out the web. Check out www.stresslesscamping.com and look at our discounts page. Find the Harvest Host discount and sign yourself up. Let's get out there and go Harvest Hosting.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So Harvest Hosts. All right. Last week we talked about Buying a new RV with Josh, the RV nerd, which is always fun. It's always a good time talking to him. (laughs) For sure. And there's a lot of noise about people also wanting to buy used RVs. In fact, I've been kind of, again, I've been spending a lot of time on social media of all sorts, uh, not just our village, but all the usual suspects as well. And there's a lot of, noise about people buying and or selling RVs. We wanted to go over some tips and tricks that we've come up with for buying a used RV. We already know how to buy a new RV if that's what you're in the market for, but gosh, you could save a ton of money on a used RV.
1: You could, but you could also have some trouble. So we're hoping that you can get some information from us right now that will help eliminate some of those possible problems that might come up
0: the first thing i want to caution you about as with buying any used vehicle of any sort make sure you can look the person in the eyes and they have all of the proper paperwork uh there's been you know whenever a market gets hot like this for used cars or used rvs or anything like that uh, here come the people with bad intentions And while, of course, the vast majority of these transactions are all on the up and up, just be careful with who you deal with. Make sure that you actually see the RV before you take possession of it, and that make sure that they have all the proper paperwork for it.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I see a lot of chatter on various places about scammers, and sometimes you'll read a story that's really sucks you in and they'll say, oh, you know, my mom passed away or my husband or whatever, and I need to sell my RV. And it really sounds like a real story. And in fact, there's no RV.
0: Yeah. So don't let that happen. Don't be one of those stories.
1: Make sure that you really, whatever you need to do, make sure that before any money changes hands, especially... As Tony said, look them in the eye, make sure that you know there's a person, know there's an RV, make sure they own that RV yeah. and, they can, and they can sell that RV. Don't let yourself get scammed into losing some money on something bad.
0: No, the, this could be a, a big bummer. But I, I like I say, I don't think it usually is, but you know you always read about the sad cases so right
1: and at the very least they could be exaggerating what the history of the maintenance of the rv is if they say oh it's in perfect shape it's terrific it's great and just send me some money to hold it eh, you know what is perfect to one person may not <laughs> may not be your level of perfection
0: absolutely so, and that's something that what I found at the RV dealer when I was working there, people would say, "Oh, this thing is in immaculate condition, it's absolutely perfect." And then our techs would go through it and almost every time what we'd find is they never did any maintenance, particularly to the roof and to the seals. And that's where RVs, I think, have the greatest failure rate is to the seals that it says right there in the manual. And even they put stickers on some of them. Look at these every three Look months or yeah. six months or whatever their increment is. So right.
1: so make sure that the paperwork is in order, the ownership paperwork. Um, I think that pretty much all RVs have to be registered through motor vehicles, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. There's, you know, DMV or whatever you have. Whoever even, does your vehicle licensing locally.
1: Even a towable and even vintage trailers.
0: Just make sure that they have all the proper paperwork to prove their ownership. And, and you know, of course, chances are on some of the older ones, they're not going to have the license renewed, but at least they, they should have the certificate of ownership because finding that and tracing that is not easy or cheap. Right. But, and, bef- oh.
1: And if they want... if. You know, if this is a a kind of a distant thing and they're insisting that they're going to sell it to someone else, if you don't send them some kind of a hold money, open an escrow account.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. And there are escrow companies that'll deal with this. So they know that the money's there and you know that you don't give them that money until they've met certain criteria. And And, you've met them. (laughs) Right, exactly. And And you can touch the RV and make sure it's real. Yeah, yeah. Find a great, number one, even though we're, we've we passed that point, <laughs> we've passed the point of no return, number one thing when buying a used RV, and let's assume that, you know, it's not a vintage RV, but it's something you're going to camp in this weekend, next weekend, and on and on over the years. Before you really go RV shopping, especially if you're not somebody who's very, very familiar with these things, Find yourself a really good RV tech. That's the first thing. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. I don't even own an RV. I'm shopping for one. Absolutely. Make a relationship or establish a relationship with somebody who you trust and who's a great RV tech. And one of the ways that you can find those is uh, on the RV Dealers Association. So there are registered technicians and certified technicians. And they have a website, rvda.org. Uh, that's one way of finding a tech. We also spoke with the RV Industry Association a while back. We'll put a link to that show in the show notes. And they have the RV Technical Institute. And it's still a newer thing, so there's not going to be a lot of those techs around. But that's a, that's a good source.
1: And if you don't aren't able to get in touch with those people ask around locally there are certainly people that know RVs in your area and so if you don't already know someone in your area someone that you know knows someone in your
0: area yeah you're i'm sure you have friends who have RVs and ask them where do they take their RV to have it and if fixed. you're
1: if you're looking at an RV that's out of your area and you You probably belong to a group or two on Facebook, you know, at least our group, ask, say I'm looking at an RV that's for sale in such and such area, does anyone, can anyone advise me on who I can call to go look at it for me? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So a good RV tech, because they're going to spot all those things that could go wrong in an RV or, or haven't been properly maintained. Right. Now... If your seller says, well, I'm not going to let you... Okay, so when you're buying the RV, what you the first thing you do is have your RV tech, and you're going to have to pay them, yep. but have them fully inspect it, which means they're going to have to probably plug it in and put it on city water. So it may have to go to their shop if they have one, or even to a campground. So you fully pressurize the water system and the propane and make sure all the electrical is running. If the seller box at this... There's other RVs. Run. Don't walk. Run. Yeah. Don't
1: collect. Yeah. Do not let the the lack of an inspection sway you.
0: And here's the thing. If you are buying it from a dealer and they say, well, our techs inspected it. And no, it's still worth it to spend a few hundred bucks and have a certified or good RV tech look it over. And some dealers are going to be cheesed off at this, but it, it doesn't matter. Let right. them let them be because, again, it's your money and a refrigerator that's not working or a leaky seal or something can result in thousands of dollars down the road.
1: Right, and when it's a used RV, then there probably aren't going to be any warranties left. And so chances are after you buy a used RV, if you have a problem with it, you're going to be taking it to a tech rather than maybe necessarily not taking it back to the dealer So you want to make sure that that RV tech is going to be able to help you if you have problems.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, before you start shopping, get your dollars in order. Just like with the new RV, if you have to borrow money, first of all, get the shortest loan possible. I really like credit unions. They tend to be really good with RV loans if they do it. Not all credit unions will do RV loans, but... uh, Make sure that it's a loan you can pay off early with no prepayment penalties and doesn't have points and all kinds of things like that. So uh, used RV loans are not as favorable as new RV loans in terms of terms. Right. In terms of terms. In terms of terms. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you'll, you'll find that there are some good loans out there. And how do you know how much an RV is worth?
1: Well, isn't there a guide?
0: There absolutely is. And here's the thing. All the all RV transactions are kind of dictated by the pricing in this guide. So it's the NADA guide, National Automotive Dealers Association, the NADA guide. And it's available online. There are paid versions of this guide and free versions. Free is, is just fine. Look at the NADA guide for the value because that's what the lender is going to lend based upon. And that's what you should probably use as your guide for how much to pay for this thing. And of course, there are variables about condition and demand and and what equipment it has on it. And it right. does have a lot of that b- uh, baked into it. But that NADA guide, and again, we'll have a link to it in the show notes, the NADA guide is a good resource. It's really the resource to use to determine the value.
1: Unlike using the price that the seller is asking because sometimes a seller still owes more than what that nata guide is going to say the unit is worth. Yeah. And if just because they are upside down on their payments, doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to need to take care of that problem for them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, a lot of people, when they buy new RVs, get these long loans, like 15 year loans, believe it or not. And they put zero money down. Well, in three years, they're going to, Oh, way more than that rv is ever worth yeah. so even though they want to sell it for what they owe it's not worth it and it's now become a bigger problem yep that's something that it can get kind of uncomfortable but no worries we want you to go <laughs> stressless camping but for the right price
1: right right so once you find an rv You found out that it's a legitimate RV, (laughs) you have your tech, you have your financing ready to go, you know what it's worth. Now, what are we looking for when we go to do this inspection with our RV tech?
0: Water leaks. Number one.
1: (laughs) Number one thing is water leaks. Absolutely. Water leaks are going to commonly come either from holes in the roof where they, you know, put in a vent or the air conditioner or whatever, or from the windows, Anywhere yeah. pretty much that there's a seam on your RV is a place to look for a leak.
0: Absolutely. And and again, these things, this is a maintenance item. So, you know, we've talked about it in our maintenance episode. Make sure that that was properly maintained. And these seals do break down over time. So if it's properly maintained and, and mitigated, then it shouldn't be a problem.
1: Right. And if there has been a leak... Make sure that it got repaired properly and you're not going to have a continuing problem. And if that leak left some kind of visual damage, if it's just visual and not, you know, structural damage... Are you willing to live with that visual damage?
0: Yeah, and another thing with that, one of the things I advise is look in all the cabinets inside the RV in in all the cabinets, look for evidence of water damage. And, and you can spot it a mile away, but also inside the storage bays and all of that. And if you had water damage, there is a chance there could be a mold issue too. So right. use your sniffer and, and see if you can smell anything that smells funny in there especially mold
1: yeah
0: um we had talked about getting an rv tech for the rv but if it's a motorized rv which is a motorhome of course you may have to have a second person involved and that would be somebody who maintains that chassis so rvs are basically built by two companies in essence one builds the chassis so if it's let's say uh a diesel pusher someone like spartan may have built that chassis or if it's like a class c motorhome let's say ford or chevy may have built the chassis which is all the running gear and then winnebago or forest river or whoever it is built the motorhome part so two very different companies building very different pieces which is One of the reasons I really like travel trailers.
1: Right. And so you may very well need two very different techs.
0: Yes. So one to inspect the running gear and one to inspect the RV. Right. And two inspections. So the way to do all these inspections is you want to have the RV do all the things it's supposed to do. Yeah. So at an RV park, the RV will be hooked up to water, the mains as they call it. And so it should have water pressure without leaks. It will also be hooked up to 30 or 50 amp electrical service. So everything inside should work on that. The batteries should charge. But then it should also work when it's not plugged in.
1: Right. So there should, if there's, get some water in the fresh tank and make sure that the water pump and the water system still works, even when you're not hooked up to fresh water.
0: Yep. Then the refrigerator should get cold and the water should get hot. and again this is you know it's a a lot of testing and a lot of prodding but it could end up saving you a lot of money and let's say you find this rv it's the perfect rv you're like wow i love this thing i want it and you find out the water pump doesn't work or that it has a leak well that's a point of negotiation right i mean you want to have a discount for whatever that repair is going to cost right. you and if you have that rv tech with you they can tell you how much that repair is going to cost
1: yeah if it's a big repair or a small repair or something yeah. it can wait or something that you can't even take it out of you know off the lot without fixing <laughs> it <laughs> yeah hopefully there won't be that big of a problem if it's on a lot
0: <laughs> yeah we hope not we hope it gets inspected but not all dealers are as diligent and so I I was really happy with the place where I worked. We were very meticulous in our inspections because we had a great tech and but gosh, there's such a shortage of techs which we've said over and over right. again. So not all of them are going to be as meticulous as, as ours were. Yep. So again, it's it sounds like a lot of a lot of work to buy a used RV and it is. <laughs> I mean, heck, you're talking 10000 a 20000 $100,000, and, you know, you want to protect yourself with that. So, because we want to see you at the campsite as a happy camper.
1: That's right. We want you to be a happy camper and be stressless and not be sitting on the side of the road somewhere Crying. wondering where those pieces are that you thought were attached. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not funny, but it is.
1: It's not funny, but I it know. is. And. <laughs>
0: Shoo! so hopefully we haven't totally stressed you out where you're like i'm never buying a used rv (laughs) but here's a way to uh as you're shopping for used rv perhaps you want to take one for a test drive and try it out and see if the rv life is for you so we'll be right back after a word from rv share
1: We know lots of people who would love to try out stressless camping, but don't have an RV. That's
0: why we love RV Share. It's a great way to test the waters without jumping in with both feet.
1: With RV Share, you can rent other people's RVs so you can experience stressless camping firsthand.
0: It's a great way to decide which RV is right for you. Try motorhomes, travel trailers, or fifth wheels and see what fits your lifestyle.
1: And if you want a safe and secure way to make money with your RV, RV Share is the Way to do that.
0: Safe, secure, and a great way to start stressless camping.
1: So, check out RV Share on the discounts and deals page on our website today. So, last week we talked about buying a new RV, and this week we talked about buying a used RV. So, now everybody's got their RV. Ready? Yeah. Let's ready? go on our first trip. Let's go. Come on. Woohoo! Oh, wait, 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 wait. We might want to be a little bit prepared. Okay. How about the list? We can tell people some ideas about how to be prepared for their first RV trip.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. So. I'm full of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's no way I could comment on that. Because I like sleeping inside. (laughs) Inside.
1: So the first most important thing, I think, is to get your checklists in order.
0: Yes, checklists make for stressless camping. And we have a number of them. The first one is what to pack and preparing for takeoff. Right. We have an article last week on RV Essentials, so that's that's the kind of stuff you need. And uh, you'll want to make lists of everything so you don't forget stuff because... (laughs) There's nothing worse than getting to the campground and not having towels or whatever it is. Right,
1: or whatever it is. Or getting to the campground or getting home and finding out that you didn't latch that cabinet and all the glasses are on the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, checklists again. um, And we have a, a few free checklists that you can download from our website. Right. And, you know, your first trip, stay close to home.
1: That's always, yeah, that's a great idea because if you know where you're going and it's not very far and then, you know, heaven forbid something actually goes wrong, you're close enough to home that you can probably limp home or run home and get what you forgot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we did. Our very first camping trip was to a campground that was... I don't know, 10 miles from home or whatever the heck it was, 10, 15 miles.
1: Still our favorite campground. Yeah, we still go <laughs> we there a lot. We still go there quite a bit. And if, if you're going somewhere new, you know, if you're not used to, let's say, towing an RV, towing a trailer, and you're not used to camping, and you're not ready to... Back in, and you don't know where you're going, and your GPS lies to you, cause it does.
0: Yeah, GPS lies. You
1: don't want to get stuck somewhere in the in a tight residential neighborhood that you can't get out of.
0: We have no idea what. <laughs> Not that's that like. we're speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> oh boy, that was fun. We <laughs> we towed our first trailer, which was a pop up, up this. The GPS told us, oh, this is where this campground is going to be. I tow this trailer up this hill and get to a dead end. And, yeah, the campground was just beyond that if we were to drive over the cliff.
1: Right, straight down. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking at a map, a flat map, it was perfect positioning. But he had to turn around in the residential area so that we could go down the hill and find a way around to the actual Entrance to the campground.
0: Yes, absolutely. So um, know where you're going, especially your first trip. Yeah. And uh, once you're there, hand signals.
1: (laughs) Not only that hand signal. No, not the one you use on the freeway. (laughs) But
0: develop with your traveling partner or family or whoever goes with you. Dog probably isn't very good at this. But um, hand signals to kind of help you with backing in and And navigating and and that sort of thing. So hand signals really help. But a lot of people backing an RV, especially a travel trailer, is is a big challenge. And so one of the ways that we overcame that... with one of the customers I had we set a bunch of solo cups on the ground and practiced backing up because if you you know you back over a red solo cup who cares
1: right you throw that cup away and it's two cents down the drain
0: yeah it's uh and and it turned out she was actually really good at it But it was uh, something to overcome. You know, a lot of people have. I'm still buying
1: stock in red party cups myself. (laughs) (laughs) I can do it. I'm very, very, very slow, (laughs) but yeah.
0: (laughs) There's such a distinctive sound when you run those things over. (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: And while your partner is helping you with your with their hand signals and you're backing in because you know how, because you've crushed all the cups you need to crush for life, don't let the friendly neighbors come over and distract you. Whether you're trying to get into a site or whether you're packing up to go home, tell them that you would love to speak to them as soon as you're done with what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Stick to the stick Keep to the your check list out. in front of
1: your face. Stick to your list. When your list is all done and checked off. Then go talk to the friends.
0: And I've seen where there's, you know, all the friendly neighbors come over or other, you know, let's say you're camping with a group and everybody wants to help you back up. And one person could be telling you one thing and the next person the next. Yes. One at the most one person helping you back up. And so, again, practice that. That that's a big thing because I've seen bad stuff happen.
1: Right. So you are all set up. You're camping. You're fine. It's sunny. You put the awning out, and then you go for a hike.
0: Oh, oh, so bad. I have s- seen quite the expensive repair bill from awnings that get pulled off when people were not at the camper and left the awning out. Close if you're not there. Close the awning.
1: And that means if you're not outside, also close it overnight.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. You
1: don't hear the wind blowing if you're sleeping.
0: Well, you might,
1: but, you know, there's a good chance you don't know it's blowing until you hear the awning rip off the side.
0: And, you know, while we're at it, so, yeah, close your awning, we turn our water off when we're not in the RV or when we're not at the RV. So let's say we go out for the day or whatever. We like to turn the water off because we don't want to come back to a jacuzzi.
1: Right. Just on the off chance that something springs a leak, I'd rather be there and know about it sooner than later.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about these things going down the road, shaking and wiggling and all of that. And things can wiggle loose. And so, you know, you've got all that water pressure there and it, it, it can be bad. So we like to turn the water off while we're gone.
1: Yep. And then if you bring your pet, now everybody's pet is different, everybody's different, everybody's experience is different. This is going this could probably be a whole podcast in itself, but especially in the beginning if this is we're talking about our first trip, so don't leave your pet unattended if they're not used to that. Even if they're used to being alone, if they're alone in a new place and they're nervous, or it gets too hot or it gets too cold, things are not going to go well.
0: Or they just smell a smell and they're like, hmm, I want to see what's out there. Right. <laughs> uh, we have an interesting picture. This, these tips come from an article we wrote and there was a series of pictures all over the good old interwebs of a dog that just clearly wanted out. and
1: It ate its way through the door.
0: Yeah, RVs are not that solid. The dog can definitely shoot through the walls or the doors, so it was...
1: So we actually do have, we do have a story about camping with your pets and some tips for camping with your pets, but just know your pet before you do that. Just because that worked for our dog doesn't mean it'll work for your dog. It didn't work for both of ours. Yeah, it was only only good camping when we had one dog and not when we had the other one.
0: Yeah. We had one dog who was quite mischievous and the other one who was like, man, I'm going camping. It's all good. Right. So it's good. It's good to know your pet. And also, uh, not so good to leave them unattended. But again, you know your dog or cat, so... Or turtle, or bird. Or bird. (laughs) Or lion.
1: Uh, You'd need kind of a big RV to take your lion camping. That's true. No lion. (laughs) (laughs) Always leave your giraffe at home. Yeah, well, that's true.
0: (laughs) Oh, but what about my service rhinoceros?
1: You might want the second trailer for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we, I think we've gone on quite long enough. I think
1: we've given enough tips for one day. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: (laughs) All right. So are you looking for a used RV? Are you looking for a new RV? Do you have more questions about buying an RV or about going camping for the first time? Yeah, come Come. see
0: us. Oh, I interrupted you. That's okay. How rude. (laughs) Come see us over at Facebook. We've got a Facebook group, and it's a good discussion of very, very nice people who are polite and happy campers and such, and we're happy to answer any questions.
1: That's right. And we're in all the social places.
0: Indeed. You can
1: start out by finding us at www.stresslesscamping.com and jump off to facebook and all those other places where we
0: are absolutely and we would like to thank our really good friend larry richardson who has done our intros and outros for 46 episodes right. so far he's a great guy a happy camper and uh, we we sure appreciate his having done that and we now do. our other good friend mark farrell who's a professional voice talent did our new intro and outro and so that's what you heard at the beginning there so welcome Mark and thank you Larry and thank you Mark we
1: have we have some, we great, have friends. some great friends so do you have great friends tell your great friends about us will you
0: wow that was a great transition <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast it's free to subscribe on any podcast app we're saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire And a review will help others find this podcast and more listeners means cool guests. That's right. So thank you for your reviews. We really appreciate it. We appreciate your being here. And most of all, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!